This is a Berean Family Devotional. For more information about Berean Baptist Church, visit bereanfamily.com. God, I thank you for just this time to meet as Berean Family. Thank you for this time to get in the Word. We know that your Word is powerful. We know that it is, it's a big deal to read Scripture. And so we just thank you for the chance to read together. We ask that you would just teach us in this time. God, would you encourage us uh, through the words that you have to share with us through through this passage? Um, God, please just teach us what you want us to learn. Uh, lift our souls up tonight. Help us to be joyful in this time. And I just thank you for the chance to meet, even though we're far apart. Pray this in your name. Amen. All right. Well, like I said, we're going to be reading through Numbers chapter 11 this evening. I'm going to read it a few sections at a time and then just point out a couple things uh, that stick out to me. And, you know, this passage, it's something that's been on my mind a lot throughout this quarantine. It's something that I've studied before, but definitely the more I find myself in this period of just kind of waiting, waiting for when life will return back to normal. This passage keeps coming to mind. So as I read read these words, I just encourage you to just meditate on them and maybe even consider how it relates to our current situation where we're at now. So I'm going to start Numbers chapter 11. Uh, We're going to start at verse four. The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melon, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. The manna was like coriander seed and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into loaves and it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. So in this passage, we're reading about the Israelites as they're wandering through the desert, waiting until they can finally enter into the promised land. And you know, the Israelites, they were wandering for a long time. They spent 40 years waiting for this promised land from God. And so you can imagine they were feeling a little restless, uh, just waiting. Kind of sounds similar to our situation, doesn't it? Uh, but something that really sticks out to me here is how they made the manna. You know, when I was a kid, when I read this passage, I would hear about how God would give manna to the Israelites so that they could have this bread to eat. And so I always like had this picture in my mind of just massive loaves of bread falling from the sky and landing in a bunch of sand. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like a huge loaf of bread. That'd be great. But this passage is saying it wasn't actually like that. It actually says what rained down from the sky, it was manna and it was like coriander seed. And here I have a little bit of coriander seed. We'll see if you guys can see that. You see, it's real small in my hand, real small seeds. You can barely see it in the camera there. That's, that's coriander seed. So it says this manna, it wasn't a massive loaf of bread. It was like coriander seed. It was small and they had to collect it. They had to grind it up and they had to cook it into something that they could actually eat. And so God, he provided for the Israelites. He gave them what they needed to survive. However, they also had to work. They had to work to bring that blessing to full fruition. And so something I think we can learn from this is that a lot of times God is going to, well, all the time, God is going to provide for us. You know, he's never going to forsake us. He's always there for us. He's going to provide for us. But that blessing may not come in the form that we want it to. 
I'd imagine the Israelites, they wanted God to just rain down a bunch of food ready made for them. But no, they had to go and they had to work to cook that food. And so God, he blesses us. He provides for us, but not always in the form that we want him to. And so know that if your life right now, if you're feeling restless, if you're thinking, wow, like it's hard to feel connected to people, it's hard to learn, it's hard to make the most of this time because I just want to be with people. Like I feel you, I relate with that. But at the same time, God, he calls us to work to develop the blessing that he's given us. And so I know this is a hard and trying time we're in, but maybe if, if we work to make the most of it, it will become a blessing to us, just like that coriander seed was a blessing to the Israelites as they worked to make that into edible bread. But hey, we're going we're gonna to continue reading, uh, picking up at verse 10 now. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell them? Uh, why do you tell me to carry them in my arms? As a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors. Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give me meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my ruin. I'm going to jump forward a, a few more verses here at 18. Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. This is the Lord speaking. When you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only we had meat to eat. We are better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it just for one day or two days or five, 10, or 20 days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have wailed before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, here I am among 600,000 men on foot. And you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month. Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough to eat if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, is the Lord's arms too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true. Now, if we skip ahead just a couple more verses to verse 31, this is what it says. Now, a great wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It scattered them up to two cubits deep all around the camp, as far as a day's walk in any direction. All that day and night and all the next day, the people went out and gathered quail. No one gathered less than 10 homers. They spread them out all around the camp, but while the meat was still between their teeth and before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against people and he struck them with a severe plague. In this passage, we see that Moses and the Israelites, they're wanting meat to eat. They're getting sick of the status quo, sick of waiting. And they just want to, they want a little uh, lift up. They want their spirits to be lifted up. They want some meat to eat. They're getting sick of their current situation. They're sick of waiting on God. And so they cry out for food from God because they're just hungry, uh, hangry. I think we all can relate with a hangry feeling. 
And it says that they, they questioned if God could provide for them. They, they questioned if he could provide enough meat for them. And then we learned that God provided enough meat. He drove in quail and he definitely showed us that we should never question God. As I know right now in our current situation, it's just hard. This is hard times. Um, and maybe it's hard to imagine how God could end this pandemic. It's hard to imagine how he could use this situation for good. Because we learn from this passage that we should never question the power of God because he is always in control. And he can do far more than we can imagine. It says when he drove in this quail so that the Israelites could have food to eat. I just want to read to you a couple of stats so we understand like how much he delivered on this prayer. So I got a couple different numbers here. It says that the camp, it was covered two cubits deep of quail, two cubits deep. So one cubit, that's 18 inches, 18 inches. So that's like up to your waist in quail that was stacked up and quail. Those are types of birds, like birds stacked up to your waist. It also says that there were 600,000 men in this camp, 600,000 men. That's not counting women or children. And so you add in the women and children, and we don't know an exact number, but you could estimate somewhere around 2 million people. And it says every single person in the camp gathered at least 10 homers full of quail. So a homer, a homer is about 50 gallons. So think about like one of those big gallon trash cans that like we put our trash in at the end of the curve. That's about 50 gallons. So each person, 2 million people, each person gathered about 10 trash cans full of quail. And this all happened in one night. So the Israelites, they question like, God, there's no way you can provide enough for us. There's no, there's no way you're going to deliver us, us from this situation. And then boom, just like that. He answers their prayer for me so much so that I'm sure they were sick of it. Like imagine the stench of quail in the camp after that many birds are laying around on the ground. Like imagine all the feathers that are all around. Imagine how sick of quail they were after this extraordinary event. Y'all, we should never question if God can deliver us. We should never question if he can provide for us. He is greater than any situation, any struggle we find ourselves in. So I just want to encourage you guys in this situation where we're struggling. It's a weird, it's a challenging, it's an unprecedented time. Let's pray. Let's continue praying. Let's ask that God would keep us safe, that God would end this pandemic far sooner than any scientist predicts, that God would bring good out of this bad scenario, because we shouldn't question if God can use this situation for good. He can. And we learned from this passage that we should never question or challenge God. He's capable and he's greater than anything we might be going through. So I hope you guys are encouraged by this. I know that this passage, it's a big encouragement to me because I can relate with the Israelites. It feels like right now we're in a time of waiting, time of wandering, waiting for life to go back to normal. But know that God, he's still providing for us. Maybe just not in the way we expect not in the way we want, but God's providing for us and he's hearing our prayers and he's capable of far greater than we can imagine. He's capable. Hey, I'm going to just close this out in prayer and I hope that you guys are just blessed by this. I hope you all are encouraged by this word. Uh, and let's just, um, in this time, or as I'm praying, I encourage you to pray with me and just pray against all that's going on. Pray for safety. Uh, and just pray against this coronavirus. So let's let's pray together.
God, I thank you for this evening. Thank you for the chance to just open your word with other believers, God. Thank you for the power that is in your word. And I just thank you for the testimony of the Israelites here, God. We know that these are real people. This is a story that actually happened. And you actually answered their cries in an extraordinary way. And you displayed your power for all to see through this event. So God, I ask that uh, just for everyone watching, everyone listening right now, that they would just be encouraged and that they would have faith uh, that you are greater than their struggles. You are greater than any of their worries and that you're in control in this time. God, would you help us all to just trust you and to go to you with our concerns? And right now, I just pray uh, for the situation that the whole entire world is in right now. We're, we're scared a little bit. We're worried about the impact this is going to have. And frankly, I think a lot of us are just frustrated. And so, God, I ask that you would, um, that you would just end this virus, that you would uh, just help it to pass far quicker than anyone expects. God, I ask that you would give protection. God, I pray for the people that have the virus right now. I I pray for quick recoveries. Um, I pray for just encouraging stories for miracles that will be a testament to you and your glory. God, I thank you that you're in control, and I thank you that you do hear our prayers. Uh, We just lift these concerns up to you, and we trust that you're in control. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Definitely enjoyed getting the chance to share and just read God's word with you. But make sure to check back in tomorrow at 7 and we'll be here for another Devo tomorrow night. So in the meantime, take care. Have a great evening. I'll see you soon.